welcome in very first edition of the Fitness Funhouse with Joel and Mouse. My name is Joel Godet, CrossFit Games semifinals broadcaster. His name is Matt Rattay, CrossFit Games competitor. Uh, I, significantly I keep... more qualified to be here. You, you just, <laughs> did you just salute me? I, I'm, I keep saluting, thinking that people can see us, but I'm like, we're not at that point yet. Uh, people cannot see me we're, and we're gonna fix that we'll get that figured out eventually down the road <laughs> we'll be the first fitness podcast with a video format out there that's right yeah. video there are none others podcast like are there really none no man i mean we're gonna There's believe be. that <laughs> we'll be the first ones the first ones so matt and i know each other from indianapolis where neither of us now lives uh matt is now mm-hmm. out in sacramento i now live in greater boston that happened this past week Matt moved back in the spring, and uh, mm-hmm. since then we know what he's been up to because because Matt's gonna be a daddy uh, in December. Da- so congrats Wait. on that, Daddy Matty Ratty. That's right. <laughs> Come December, Minnie Mouse, marry my wife, Minnie Mouse. Yeah, Minnie Mouse is coming to the house. That's what I've been saying. Minnie Mouse coming to the house. That's We're just right. a rhyming primer right now. <laughs> How's life though? Because you're going to Vegas this week as we record this, right? Yeah, actually, um, yeah, like 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 you said, Joel, uh, we just moved to Sacramento uh, earlier this spring, and um, to be honest, uh, two and a half weeks in the last two months that I've actually been living in Sacramento, all the other time spent at at um, in Atlanta with the Power and Grace Performance Weightlifting Team. Um, coaching the syndic at the syndicate crown with, uh, with the team from our old affiliate, three Kings Keystone. Um, and then going up to the Atlas games in Canada, where you were also at yeah. as well. Um, and well, we got sure. to coach Lexi Neely, which we'll be talking to her later, um, about her experience and her CrossFit career and whatnot. Um, but oh yeah. So as of right now, I'm still training to be, um, on team USA as an 81 kilo weightlifter, um, as you said, this Friday coming up, actually, um, from us recording this podcast, I will be competing in Las Vegas, Nevada, trying to punch myself a ticket to the world championships. So how close so th- how, are we, are we going to be on team USA at the end of the week? How do we feel? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Joel. No, <laughs> I have super, well, the, I say that, and there are also guys that are, that belong there as well, but I, as recent moving out here, um, Mary having the job that she does that I have been able to finally focus on full-time athlete, which I haven't done since, to be honest, since 2017, um, 2018, um, which is whenever I stopped doing CrossFit and switched over to weightlifting because we opened a affiliate. You're worried about thinking, coaching my ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So we're worried about coaching you guys and making sure you're actually there at 630 instead of 645. Proud member of the 637 class. um but it it, nobody told me that running an affiliate was going to be that hard (laughs) and that time consuming so since 2018 we opened it up i just haven't been able to train like i was used to whenever i was had my glory days of crossfit and so the last uh really last month and a half has allowed me to do that and yeah i'm excited man like best lifting i've done in a very long time um, my body hurts like hell and it hurts to move. So it means I'm doing something right. Matt Rattay, three-time Wadapalooza liftoff champion, 2016 CrossFit Games athlete, and American Open champion 2017? Yeah. Heck yeah. So I'm surprised Heck that you yeah. uh, We do have a really good weightlifter hosting this podcast as well. So 
Um, we're going to start off. I didn't know you got into weightlifting, Joel. You know, I'm up to 85 pounds <laughs> on the snatch. But Matt is going to be able to start this ep- this episode off and all episodes off with kind of our, our Matt Rattay tip of the day, so to speak. I don't know if we're going to call it that formally. If you have suggestions, hit us up. Um, we are on the Instagram, by the way, at Fitness Funhouse Podcast. So give us a follow there. You can shoot us messages and interact with us uh, in that format. But... We will start this week's episode with our Matt Rattay tip of the day. Uh, when it comes to CrossFit and or weightlifting, what are we mm-hmm. focusing on this week? Yeah, so this week um, in our inaugural week, our first week, um, I wanted to talk about something that I, I actually have been introduced to in the past three years with um, Power and Grace and Spencer Arnold. Um, he's uh, one of the assistant coaches for Team USA. He has a slew of ex-Olympians that he has coached as well. Um, so not only working with scrubs like myself, but working with people that are actually really, really good, really, like really, really good at this sport. Um, your Jordan Dela Cruz's, your Kate Nye's, and your Harrison Morris's of the world. Um, you know, people that are fighting for Olympic medals. But anyways, um, something that I want to talk about, um, a lot of people ask like, hey, how can I get better at CrossFit? How can I get better at weightlifting? Um, and one of the ways is by working on your weaknesses. I think it's something that everybody knows. They're like, ugh. I don't like doing things I suck at. Yeah, yes, I know. None of us like doing what we suck at. So what we do in uh, with Spencer and Power and Grace team, we do what's called technique primers or technical primers. And so that's what we're going to talk about this week. Um, <clears throat> and it's very easy to do. And people think it's like, oh, you're going to add another 20-minute block of work that I have to do. No. Um, it can take as, as little as five to 10 minutes of just extra work, yes, but it's focused work on what you suck at is what I say. Um, so for, I'll use myself as an example, right? Um, I am really bad as of late of pulling myself under the bar. Okay. I'm great at going through the top. I'm great at finishing through the top, but I'm been really bad about um, keeping tension under the bar and pulling myself underneath the bar. So what we've been doing is that on my snatch days at a much lighter load, we'll put a technique primer called a tall snatch where I focus on exactly that. I'll stand up tall with a bar at a light load and I'll focus on pulling myself under the bar. And I'll warm up with that going up to about 50, 60 kilos. So 115, 135 pounds, somewhere around there. And then after I warmed up that, then I go right into my full on snatches. And so that technical primers are something that you can do um, that won't take much time. You kind of treat it as a, a pre warm up for your full lifts, where you get to spend time focusing on the element of the lift that you're not great at, right? Now, this can apply to anything. Um, if we're talking about gymnastics movements, right? If you know that on your chest of bars, you have a really weak hollow body kip, right? Well, before you start doing any chest of bars for that day, why not spend some time strengthening that hollow kip? right? So jumping up on the bar and focusing on and doing nothing but a nice, tight, strong kip, right? Um, If you go to like the monostructural side of like, let's say running, right? Let's say you're somebody that you have a really bad time of picking up your foot when you make contact to the ground. Well, you can do a technical primer of just doing quick high knees, right? Or a single leg high knee while you're, while you're uh, warming up. And again, it's focusing on the part of the, the movement that you know that you're kind of at a detriment on, and spending a, some focused time um, on that element of it. And it's crazy. Like, and this is actually something that they've, they've taught us this at our CrossFit level two, where you, they would teach us in our programming for our 
gen pop athletes or our athletes in general <clears throat> that too many times people think like, Oh, I need some like three hour long program. That's going to help fix all my weaknesses. It's like, no, you can start with just a quick little 10 minute time frame spent on just what you're not the best at. So that's what we want to talk about this week. It's just technical primers. Think about adding some, you know, focused effort towards what you suck at. You can do that. You might not suck at it as much. And that's what coaches are for too. Make sure, Hey, if you have a question, Hey, what mm. can I give me a technical primer for my blank? See mm-hmm. what your coaches at your local affiliate can help you with. Don't feel like you got to be on an island making it up as you go along. <laughs> All right. Uh, technical primers thing to focus on this week. Let's get into our guest, though, because she is somebody that is uh, somebody that we both know and somebody who is very special to Matt Rutte. Uh Her name is Lexi Neely. If you've never heard of her before, if you're listening to this, you probably have because you, you, you probably work out at Three Kings. However, Lexi is a coach at Three Kings. She was a CrossFit Games athlete, teenage division in 2018. 2019, she did not qualify because they cut the field to 10. Had it been 20 still, she would have qualified, but they cut it to 10. So she was in that 11 to 20 range. 2020, she qualified again as a teenager. COVID happened. They didn't have age groups. So she did not get to go to the games. 2021, semifinals athlete as a team. 2022, semifinals athlete as an individual. She was 20th at the recent Atlas Games. Um, Again, competing as an individual at the regional semifinal level. Uh, sanctional level for the very first time at just 19 years of age. There were seven 21-year-old or younger women in that Atlas Games field. She was among them, uh, kind of the new wave of CrossFit. Matt, going to be real exciting to talk with Lexi Little Neely. You guys can't see this because we're just doing audio right now, but Matt is wearing a Lexi Little Neely or a Little Lexi Neely t-shirt back from the 2018 CrossFit Games. That's right. It's an OG shirt on me right now. It's an OG Lexi Neely Little shirt. Uh, Lexi, let's start there. Uh, how did you and Matt Rattay become uh fitness father and fitness daughter okay um so i was a gymnast for years and then eventually found crossfit after too many injuries and so i started at a small crossfit gym in greenfield and eventually the gym brought on matt as the olympic lifting coach and it kind of just went from there then he started programming for me and kind of worked his way up to being like full-on coach how insane did you think matt was as a 14 year old uh pretty crazy I mean, his personality, it was a lot, but I was, I definitely knew I needed a coach and I was like, well, he, he knows a lot. So at the time he was in his peak CrossFit. So I was like, well, I don't know anyone else who's better. So Matt, let's, let's, let's get your perspective on this because you just said before we started this, you you talked about the first time Lexi was interviewed when she went to the games back in 2018. So, so give me your perspective of, of what 14 year old Lexi was like and how she's grown to this point. (laughs) Well, yeah. So like, I mean, like Lexi said, I was brought on over at TCMAF um, to just be an Olympic weightlifting coach. And that turned into us ending up becoming um, fitness dad and fitness daughter, as it were. Um, but no, yeah, Lexi was somebody that right, right off the bat, like you could tell that she wasn't, wasn't built normally um, like other teenage girls. It's like she, she was very focused. Um, this is the very, only setting you can have that conversation in, by the way. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> she built different. Like as a, as a 13 year old, um, I remember the very first thing I thought after meeting her, I was like, man, th- this girl is more mature than I have ever been in my entire life. And she's literally seven, eight years younger than I am. And I was like, all right, well, 
they trust you to try to like teach her how to CrossFit. So let's see what happens. And so it's just, it's just, it's been fun getting to watch her grow over the years. And like, you don't start off as a complete badass um, right out the gate. Like you got to work your way up to that. And Lexi is somebody that has done exactly that, which she's proven this past year, going to the Atlas games and the semifinals. And so there's just, I'm, I'm excited to see what she continues to uh, do because now you are no longer uh, getting personal programming from me. You're now with proven. Yeah. And how are you liking it so far being with proven? I love him. I like their volume and everything. I think some of the programs are a little bit lower volume, but I tend to do well with a lot of volume. So I like the volume, like the programming, and it's obviously been working. What's it like being a proven athlete? What is it like being part of the Tia Toomey, Brooke Wells, Will Morad, I'm leaving uh, Saxon Panchik kind of family of athletes? Yeah. So I'd say like from a training perspective, it's probably like all the similar top programs are probably pretty similar in like the movements and workouts and stuff that we see. But I would say just like being able to, we have like a group of people who went to the semifinal camp, like a group of girls that we all talk about the workouts with. So being able to like have a community of girls who are also equally as competitive to like talk about the workouts with and go back and forth on how did you break this up? How did you break this up? Just to push and make each other better, I would say has been very helpful. So you go to the semifinals this year individually, first time. Mm-hmm. what's that experience like? I loved it. I think I did go team last year, which was a great experience, but definitely lower pressure and more fun. And I think after this year being individually on the floor, it definitely showed me that like I belong and I'm ready to be on the floor with the elite women. I think last year coming off of like, it would have been my first year coming from a teen and coming off of an injury. I just wasn't necessarily ready, but this year I feel like after competing, I definitely have more confidence in myself. Yeah, I feel like that is something that I've heard from a lot of athletes um, listening to a lot of other people being interviewed before these um, individual competitions. And it's funny to hear you say less pressure being individual than being team. Um, I feel like most people would actually argue they're like, oh, well, I feel like with other people counting on me, there's more pressure or sorry, uh, because I'm by myself, there's more pressure, more like it's all on me. But I, I do know as you as an athlete, you're somebody that like, give me that pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think with individual, it's all on me, the good and the bad. Something yeah. goes wrong. It's on me. If it goes good, it's also on me. Was there a, um, we're on a podcast. Was there an oh shit moment um, at the Atlas games where, you know, you look at Danny Haran next to you in a heat who's been to the games four times and it's like, oh, like I'm, I'm here. This is real. I mean, for me, I think it was just like the first day when we're there, like checking in and we're all in like briefing, walking around all together. And I'm like, oh, Paige Powers, Emma Lawson, literally everyone's right by you. I think once I got there to compete, it was like, it didn't really bother me because when you're in the crawls and stuff, then you just go out onto the floor and it's kind of just like you're in your own little world. But like when we got there for check-in, for sure, I was like, oh yeah, I'm competing with these girls this weekend. So I wouldn't say like during the competition, but definitely before. Is it weird that you just said, oh, Emma Lawson and she's two years younger than you? Yeah. I mean, she's really fit. <laughs> Fitness doesn't, doesn't look at age at all. Like fit, like they always say, age is but a number, right? It don't matter. It's who finishes the workout first. You'd be 17 or 37. They don't really care. Right. I mean, how we saw that with Sam Briggs competing in another uh, semifinals, not too, ter- not too far away and retiring. And she's going against, like you said, people that are literally 10 years younger, if not more so, but no, yeah. So uh, Lex talking about your semifinals uh, after competing for the entire weekend, what would you say was like the biggest takeaway for you? Definitely the healthiest I've been. I would say in a long time, like I've been battling with back injuries on and off since I was a teenager. And so I would say this past year is definitely the healthiest I've been all year. So just like continuing to prioritize recovery and keeping myself healthy, because then if I'm healthy, I know I can compete. But 
I would say that's the biggest thing. Favorite thing about the Atlas games that we didn't mention? Me mm. being there. That's what it was. She loved being in Canada. That was her oh, favorite. Yeah. Well, I feel like I didn't even explore Canada, but <laughs> I liked it. I feel like it had been forever since I was on the competition floor. So being back on the floor felt really good, especially as an individual. Did you explore at all? Where was no. your Airbnb? Like, was it? I, it looked like the picture when no, you guys no. were waiting for the, the 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 Uber to the airport looked like it was in a cool spot. We explored. Lex. Okay, we, we got ice cream the last day. That was it. We got ice cream together, and and I made her walk through the rain. Yep, <laughs> it happened. And also, your dad, which I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure mom is going to love that this is getting put on the air, but um, we let Lexi walk to the venue by herself through the. Because the, the Uber, Uber was running late. Yeah, we had a late Uber and we were like, we got to get Lexi to this, to the athlete briefing. <laughs> I mean, they found my way there. Lex, we saw like eight year olds going into stores buying stuff yeah. by themselves. And I was like, yo, not in America. That, <laughs> that child would not be allowed to go to the store down the street that easily. So if I can give you a funny story, though, um, from my vantage point on that note. So my phone, I left the last day of competition and I was like, I'm not leaving Montreal without like exploring Montreal. So mm-hmm. I left the last day of competition. My phone was on like mm, 24% when I mm-hmm. left the venue. So I walked to the subway. I got on the subway. I rode to old Montreal. So like I walked the cobblestone streets and like went down. There was like a Ferris wheel. Like saw all old Montreal. But I'm a sports guy. So I'm like, I got to go see the Olympic Stadium. So I get on the subway again. Um, keep in mind, I've been taking pictures the whole time. Get on the subway mm-hmm. again. Go to the Olympic Stadium. Look at that. It's cool. Awesome. Take some pictures of that. Get some pictures of the Olympic rings. My phone is now on 3%. Uh, we are in a foreign country of which of which the main language is not English. And I am now, mind you, in like a very residential area where most of the people do not speak English or they do. But like French is dominantly their primary language. Um, and they don't want to talk to you. Oh, well, American. Yeah, you know, no. sure, yeah. um, so my, I call an Uber. Um, it's 20 minutes away. All right, cool. Maybe my phone will make it. Anyway, uh, my phone dies as the Uber is like a minute from arriving. Um, so I wind up not getting the Uber because I didn't know where it was. I didn't know like when it was actually arriving. And my phone is dead. And I'm in a foreign country 45 minutes from my hotel, um, of which there's no easy public transportation. So I'm running around. I wind up walking into a movie theater and I stand at the ticket taking counter because they were using like a, a, an iPhone to scan people's tickets. So I plugged my phone into that guy's charger and just stood there and talked to him for like 20 minutes. He was an immigrant from Morocco. He was very nice. Uh, we had a great That's conversation awesome. until my phone rebooted and I could call an Uber that would take me back to the airport hotel. Well done, Cole. What an adventure. That was my Atlas games. I swear. I do swear. Like Alexi, was, my phone was dying like it was its uh-huh. job. That's because so you just took is. video of Lexi all day. That yeah. Oh, shoot. You're actually right. I was. Okay, well, this it. happened before you even got there, though. When you were well, trying to find true. us, your phone was dead. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to plug my phone in at night and I wake up with like 20 percent. I'm like, all right, let's roll the dice. Talk about the the, the influx of, of young people and the sport is changing a little bit. Um, you know, you talk about Sam Briggs retiring and Katrin didn't qualify out of semifinals and, you know, so on down the list. A lot of that is because you're getting this wave of people that have been doing this for a very long time. And like, this is their sport, right? So Emma Lawson wins. She's 17. Um, Paige Powers is 19. Uh, you competed with uh, Hannah Morochuk, who was 19. Mm-hmm. In your eyes, what's it like viewing your generation coming up through this sport and what that means? 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, we're making the transition because we've all been doing it so long. Like I think, I mean, I started when I was 12 and I know there's definitely people who have started before me. So we've been doing this for so long that it's just like slowly becoming our main sport. I mean, some of us have done prior sports like gymnastics and stuff, but I mean, I've just been doing CrossFit for seven years now. So it's just kind of been my sport, but I think it's definitely, since we've been doing it longer, we've all been making the transition and we've kind of eased our way into it through all the team divisions and stuff. And then we've worked our way to where we are now. It's interesting that you talked about easing your way into it. Cause I feel like people talk about the toll that this can take at the elite level on your body over such a long time, but you probably don't necessarily feel that way. Do you? I think as compared to gymnastics, no, I've barely <laughs> been injured as compared to gymnastics. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say that if anything, um, since you've been training in CrossFit, it's been, it hasn't been CrossFit injuries that have been hurting us. It's been the, uh, the remnants of your gymnastics background that are kind of eating, which is always so funny. Cause you always hear that with, I guess probably one of the big things you hear with CrossFit people making fun of CrossFitters or making, saying like, oh, don't do CrossFit because it's not safe for you. It's like, it, it's exciting and fun to watch where you, the the future and you guys are that future of CrossFit. And like, so I'm excited for you guys to watch like how you guys progress. Do you feel like that's something that you need to get better? Like, is that what you're going to be focusing on? Are you going to try to get more competition experience? Is it more so, um, like you said, just getting healthy on your list of like priorities, obviously healthy being number one, what's the next, next thing that's a priority for you? Um, I would say like, I kind of usually just focus on being healthy and then training through the season. If competitions do come up, it's always good to gain experience. But I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm like currently seeking out competitions, just trying to get ready for next season. And this might be something that because of insider knowledge, uh, and knowing you, um, it seems like more and more of these younger athletes are kind of like pulling the trigger on becoming professional type athletes a little bit sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that a friend of ours, Olivia Sulek is making her way down to Florida to train and to go full time. And I I think Mm -hmm. she's done with school for the time being to do that. Do you think that's something that you're going to have to do in order to compete to be at the highest level of the sport or what, what do you foresee in the future for you? Yeah, I would love to move down to Nashville and train with the Proven Crew. Um, obviously, I still need to get a degree, so I'm still going to continue to finish school. How does um, mom really feel about that? Yeah, my mom definitely has some strong feelings about getting <laughs> a degree, so that will happen. Um, but I'll continue to kind of move my classes to the morning so I can still train pretty normally in the afternoon. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that I wouldn't consider transferring to like Belmont down in Nashville, so I could train with them in the afternoons, but... Obviously, training and school are my top priorities, so just kind of balancing them until I'm done with school, at least. See, the 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 fact, Joel, that she already knows the name of a school down there, that goes to show you that she's already been doing a little bit of research. So <laughs> I'd say she's probably more on Team Lexi's side as far as moving down there than Team Mama Neely to go down there. <laughs> and, and it was and it was like, a, I don't want to say niche school, but like the easy one would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Vanderbilt. But it's like, no, no, yeah. no, I, I went down the list. Belmont is like, <laughs> yes. yeah, we've worked on this. She's we did some school visits when we went to the semifinals camp. <laughs> she's already visited as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she knows what she's doing. Lex, what is it like for you to to balance those things right now? Because I, I, I loved the story that you told me um, before the Atlas games that you were like sitting in your dorm room in your bed in a Norma tech and your roommate was like, are you trying to go to outer space? These are not normal. <laughs> these are not normal things that that teenagers do when they're in college um what do you find is unique or interesting um when it comes to balancing being a full-time college student and a full-time pro athlete 
Yeah. Sometimes I forget that it's not normal just because this is what I've grown up doing. Like in elementary school, I would go to school from like 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Then my mom or a babysitter would pick us up and we'd go straight to gymnastics and we'd be there from four to eight. Then we'd come home, do homework, go to bed and do it again. So this has just like kind of been my life with school and training since I was in elementary school. So I kind of forget that it's not normal just to be like, oh, every minute structured with school, training, recovery, sleep, eat, homework. But so I would say that it's just like, I mean, my roommate definitely thought I was kind of crazy, but I mean, I stick to what I like to do and people will probably think I'm crazy, but it's what I love to do. So are, are you, I make it happen. Were you, were you cool with your roommate or was it like you and Kimmy Jin and Pitch Perfect? She was interesting. She just went home a lot because I was never there. And so she'd get upset that I wasn't there, but I always told her I'd be at the gym. So she ended up just going home because she lived not too far away, which is fine by me. But we got along well, but we weren't bestest of friends, I would say. My my favorite moment for people at home, um, we're at the Halloween party for the gym last year. And everybody's having a good time and talking and being social. Lex is in the corner stretching. And I was like, Lexi, what are you doing? She's like, I got to go to bed in like an hour. So I got to make sure I get my stretches in before then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but that's the commitment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, like what you said earlier is like just different, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, like this is something you've been doing since you were knee high, literally like going to school and immediately from school, going to a four and a half, five hour practice of gymnastics. And then doing that for what, like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve years straight. Um, and I think that, and then, and, and that's something that, like, um, like I, I've gotten to watch that over the years. Like I have to, I find myself like, I have to re-remind myself that what we do on a daily basis is not normal. Like mm-hmm. you, and and I've had so, I've heard so many people say like, oh, if I had the time, I'd be able to train as much as them, or if I had, if I didn't have a job, or if I didn't have X, Y, Z, and it's like they don't realize that you do have a full-time job. You're a full-time student at Butler University, which is not an easy school by any means. Cause I went to colleges and I went to Indiana University, which was not, not, not easy, but also not Butler, you know? <laughs> okay, so, so I went to colleges. I... <laughs> right. I mean, so the fact that you're able to do this and be as, as amazing as you are at CrossFit at the same time, like kudos to you, girl, like that, like talking about being a great role model for any young lady or even young man out there. And I mean, hell you're strong as some of them, right? It's like <laughs> to want to aspire to be like you, like, I mean, stuffing your face. Like that's probably hands down oh. the hardest thing that this girl has to go through <laughs> that she don't talk about is eating the yeah. food all the time. What's eating like for you? Um, well, recently we dropped my carbs. So I'm very thankful for that, but <laughs> um, in season, a lot of carbs. So I would say like, even with school too, like just making sure I have my meals planned. Otherwise I know I'm not going to have time to eat. And the dining hall at Butler wasn't open very much. So having food in my little fridge and having meals planned out so I could eat to and from on the way to training and in the morning. But yeah, just lots of carbs, lots of protein. What are your numbers at right now? Right now, my carbs are at 350. So they dropped 100 grams. So that's good. (laughs) So you're eating 450 grams of carbs on a daily. Okay. Yeah. Protein and fat. My protein's at 145 and my fat's at 65. And then ballpark the total number of calories there for people. Right now, I'm, I think I'm at 2,600. 2,600 right now. Yes. Yes. So in season, I was at like 3,000. Well, how many calories have you had today? I, you know, <laughs> um, I don't know. Who's yet. counting? I I, you know. Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> she talked about staying healthy. I want to dive into yeah. your injury a little bit because most people don't walk around with an injured back. What did you do in gymnastics? And what has the process been like for you to, to fight through that? 
Yeah, so I never really knew my back was actually injured in gymnastics slash I didn't really ever think anything of it. I kind of just pushed through it. It wasn't until CrossFit till my first season as a teenager during the age group online qualifier. It was like the deadlift front squat handstand pushup workout, I think. Uh And then I like couldn't even bend my knees to my chest on the handstand pushups. And I was like, my back is messed up. It's bad. So then like I've kind of I spent the next few weeks off, then finally came back. And everyone I went to see for the like following few years kept telling me it was nothing. It was just, oh, your hamstrings are too weak. Your quads are too strong. Maybe your hips are out of the line. And I saw so many physical therapists who just told me eh, it's fine. Then come the pit 2020 after to like replace the games, I knew something was actually off. So we finally got imaging done and they told me I had two fractures. So then they, but they told me there was probably an old fracture. They don't know from how long, but most likely gymnastics, if I had to guess. So then on and off, I saw a physical therapist. I felt great. Finally felt like I was getting back into it before Granite Games last year. And then Wadapalooza this year, beginning of the year, my back was kind of messed up again. So then I went back to physical therapy. And then the past few months, I've really just been trying to prioritize recovery and seeing a physical therapist regularly. And my back is finally on the up and up. I love that you went like six years with a broken back. You're like, oh, it's something else. Um, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> can you, can you recall so that the elite team to throw down is what we're talking about at the Pit mm-hmm. Fitness Ranch in 2020? Because I remember this event so vividly because it was the strongman's metcon, and you were doing yeah. the sled drag. You had to it was this you had to have the the handles out in front of you with the sled behind you, and it was dragging this sled across a gravel path. And I mm-hmm. literally remember you physically in tears trying to finish this event because your back was in so much pain. And Matt, you've probably got good perspective on this too. What was that moment like for you of realizing, A, something is wrong, and B, I'm going to still finish this workout? Yeah, I mean, I think I knew something was wrong kind of when we started the deadlift ladder before on the first event the first day. Because then from there on out, between every event before and after, I was laying in the warm-up area with ice on my back. Like, I knew something was wrong, but I was like, no, I'm going to finish the weekend. We'll figure it out when we get back. And Hope, then that Hope Girl out. still went toe-to-toe with Mal O'Brien for a few workouts, even, even <laughs> still, right, by the way. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, then, like, that workout <laughs> had sled pushes, sled pulls, heavy farmer's carries, just a lot of back intensive stuff. And by the end I was like, yep, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I'm going to try to finish, but like my back was just not happening. Matt, what did you see? Yeah. So, um, I mean, exactly what she was saying. Um, and it was something like going into the pit, we kind of knew already, like, Hey, we're not a hundred percent. Um, and knowing that we were just like, well, we're going to go out here. We're going to compete. We're going to do the best that we possibly can. Um, and we knew as soon as we saw that workout announced and, um, we saw it, we're like, okay, this is probably going to be the one, like she said, coupled with the heavy deadlift to start off the day with, um, was not the best day for her. Um, what I saw was Lexi hitting a wall and continue to just bash her head on that wall until the wall gave up and she was done with the workout. Again, that's exactly what it was like, cause I mean, we've all, I mean, as an athlete myself, like we've been there before where like your back locks up and there's just nothing you can physically do anymore about it. Um, and even if you take 15, 20 seconds of rest, a minute and a half worth of rest, as soon as you go to do something else, your back's going to say, uh, uh-uh, uh, not today. Um, and so it, it, it was something where I saw it as an, a learning experience for her. Cause she was, she still was still young then and is still young now, but she was able to, I mean, you flash forward to Wadapalooza and she had the same thing happen to her in an event out there. And it was an event where we honestly weren't thinking about her back going into it. Um, 
it, it was just the couplet of handstand pushups and overhead squats at Wadapalooza and her back to the same thing. But I feel like because she had that prior experience of the pit and she knew like, Hey, I've had this happen before where my back is blown up and I'm in a very elite like style of competition. I'm just going to do what I can and break it up to smaller sets and bite down on my lip and pray to God that I'm able to finish this workout. To look at it as, as was it a bad workout for her placement wise? Absolutely. But was it a bad workout for her to grow as, a, as an athlete and as a, as a, as a young lady? Absolutely not. I think that the, it, it, I enjoy watching Lexi in those moments. Do I love watching her tongue out, crossing the line, finishing eighth at a semifinals? Hell freaking yeah. I love that. Um, but it's the, it's, it's the darker moments that I, I love watching Lexi because you do see that the young girl come out a little bit where you'll see a flash of the tears, but then you see that young woman who is an adult and is like, you know what? It already hurts. So I'm just going to keep pushing. So I, we've always said before, it's like a healthy, a healthy, happy Lexi is a dangerous Lexi, um, who can do a lot. So let's talk about that dangerous Lexi a little bit. So eighth was your best finish at the Atlas games this past year. That was event three. That was the muscle ups, burpee box, jump overs, 145 pound snatch, which is not a light snatch. Like for, for reps, um, 145 pounds, uh, made a lot of people tap out. You won your heat. I don't know how many people won heats, but like, let's say 11 people won a heat. Uh, I don't know. Sounds right. Um, you were, Sounds good. Yeah. You were one, you were one of them. Um, what is it like to, when the, the horn sounds, be at the front of the pack and, and just crossing that finish line and, you know, hey, it's your first individual semifinals experience, like peak Lexi Neely, you want to heat. What was it like? Yeah. So, I mean, I think day one was a little bit rougher than I had hoped with just some random judging things and just how the workouts went. And so going into day two, I knew that would be a good workout for me. And I kind of just tried to stay in my lane, broke up my muscles as needed, actually a little bit more than I wanted to with some grips issues. Say, but... t- t- tell us why. And and will you be bringing a second pair of grips to the to the floor with you from now on? Yeah. So on my second set, it was 30. On my second set, my grips ripped. And by the third set, like the part of my grip literally went flying. <laughs> so then it was to doubles for the rest of the muscle ups. And I was like, well, my plan was fives, not twos, but it's fine. We'll take it as is. And then I think, I mean, it did allow me to go a little bit faster on my burpee box jump overs. And probably I was a little bit more fresh for my snatches, but kind of just had to go with what was happening. But yeah, I need new grips that won't rip or two pairs. <laughs> Towards the end of that workout, just because like I know being out there, like usually the blinders are on, you're focusing on, okay, I got to do these ring muscles. Okay. I got to do these burpee box jump overs. Were, did you, were you looking left and right? Did you know what that, Hey, I got to go a little bit faster because she's right there with me. Like, what was your thought process is coming towards the end of that workout? Yeah. I mean, I knew Hannah was right next to me, but I also like with a 145 snatch, I'm not just going to pick it up and go before I'm ready with, <laughs> you kind of have to wait till you're ready to go. I'd say more than anything, I was just listening to the time being counted down. Cause I knew I wanted to finish. So I was more focused on the time than when Hannah picked up the bar. But so I pushed myself a little bit quicker than I wanted to just so I could finish. But I wasn't really worried about where she was at. So I'm, I'm sitting here looking at Matt in this uh, in this in this conversation here. And he's got the Lexi Little Neely shirt on. Uh, where does little come from, by the way? Yeah. So, I mean, I think my that's what my parents called me growing up since I was always so tiny in gymnastics. And then 
Matt was at the gym when they were there. So kind of just kind of stuck. Everybody in gymnastics is little. Well, I was like so little. We always had a lineup in height order when we would warm up every day. And I was always like three or four people from the very end out of like 25 or 30 of us. On that note, though, how have you come to grips with particularly, I feel like in the last year, like you have filled out a lot. Um, you yeah. have come into your strength zone. What has that battle been like? As I feel like everybody goes through this. Is it, hey, you're a 19 year old girl, and it's like I don't look like other 19 year old girls, um, but embracing that about yourself. Yeah, I knew after last season, like just trying to get healthy and stuff, I needed to work with someone on nutrition. So I kind of switched to M2 because I knew the focus was to get stronger, especially transitioning from teen to women. My numbers were definitely not where they needed to be. I mean, they still have room for improvement, but strength was the main focus. So I started working with her and she helped me a lot to like put on a little bit of muscle, get stronger. And then from there, I mean, kind of just where I'm at today, but yeah, I would say that um, just because I was, we were there programming and I was programming for you at that time still. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for Lex, for you, we know that your, your Olympic lifts are amazing because we have one of the best Olympic lifting coaches out there for CrossFit. Um, and so, but we knew like going into the, like into any season really that, mm-hmm. like she said, she's the quote unquote little one. And it's really for, for Lexi, I think it's more the, the base strength still like basic strength, right? Can you pull really heavy? Can you press really heavy? Can you squat really heavy, right? The stuff that doesn't take as much finesse. It's just literally just, can you pull this bar from A to B? Mm-hmm. Whereas in weightlifting, there's an A, B, C, D, and E that you have to worry about, right? I think most athletes that, the, I mean, hell, you hear Matt Frazier talk about all the time, wife worry about the strengths, only worry about your weaknesses and the strengths will get even better. Um, so I think that, and that's something that I know when I when I was programming for you, that's all we really ever focus yeah. on. So it's one of those things that it's a, it's a fine balancing act for sure. And this is just me as, as some again again as one of your coaches or past coach or I still think a current coach as well. Um, but you're now St- stick and Shane or yeah I know right so, yeah. And the fact that Shane told you that your legs were not strong enough, I was like, come on man. I know he said with time they would get stronger. <laughs> it's like I know he's right, but also don't come at my ass. Yeah, well, he's like, your pole is great. Use yeah. the legs to stand it up on a clean. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> what else did you learn from being down there? Like, what has Shane told you? What did Tia tell you? What did Brooke tell you? What kinds of osmosis things did you absorb? I mean, I just think the training environment is, it's incredible. We were, there were a lot of us, we were split into different heats, which made it seem more like a competition environment, I would say. But then like, they just have so many coaches who will jump in and say anything anywhere, like, Hey, on your deadlift, try this, try to just tilt your chin down a little bit. Like the small stuff that you usually don't think about or like, Oh, on an, on an echo bike, try to grab here instead of here. It'll help you push and pull better with your arms. So just like small stuff that I like usually don't even think about. So it was definitely, I learned a lot of, I would say small things, but things that have definitely made a difference. So we do have uh, Matt solicited some questions from the crowd. Uh, we do have a couple. So oh, <laughs> uh, when, when, when you are mid-workout or uh, the official broadcast line, when you are mid-event, what sort of thing goes through your head? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> Great response, Lex. I'm usually not thinking of anything, like just the workout. What I'm going to break up next or like if it depends on the workout, though, for sure. Uh, good segue. So, Lexi, that takes us to uh, our final segment with you. Uh, this is something we're going to do with every one of our guests. It's called Strategy Sesh. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going. We got to find a way to make this fit into the hole for this. 
accused of nothing but that. Wait a minute. No, wait. Um, uh, can we just stick to the issue at hand? Uh, we are going to pull out a random workout from a past CrossFit Games, regionals, sanctional, semifinal, you name it, invitational. Uh, and we just want you to break it down for us as how oh. you would attack it. So we're going to go I'll back. Fix, and I'll fix what you said. <laughs> or you can break it up first and then I'll say yes or no. I was like, that is, that is unique to this particular episode. Yeah. We're going to go back to the beginning. This is the 2007 CrossFit Games. Hopper style CrossFit wad. It was 1,000 meter row and then five rounds of 25 push-ups and seven push jerks at 85 pounds. Now, before before you get into the breakdown, Lex, how old were you in 2007? Five. Woo! <laughs> 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 I wasn't sure if it was going to be in the single digits or not, but it was. All right. Yeah, I was born in 2002, so. It's like, how would five-year-old Lexi break this up? Yeah. <laughs> five-year-old Lexi wouldn't make it off the rower. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are we doing here? Like, what are we holding for a thousand meter row considering what's coming after that? Yeah, I would say the row isn't that big of a deal. Like, there's no point in killing yourself on the row just to be resting a lot more coming off of the row. Only if, like a few seconds isn't going to make that big of a difference on a row. Obviously, I wouldn't go super slow, but I'd pick a comfortable to moderate pace on the rower and what's then that, what's that, what's look, that look like because like, like yeah. for me that's two minutes but i know that's not going to do yeah for much. me that's 210 <laughs> yeah i'd probably try to stay between 157 and a two minute pace oh wow okay okay yeah i mean i'm not the strongest rower so a nice and moderate pace and then what's the next part five rounds five rounds 25 pull-ups seven push jerks oh 25 pull-ups yeah pull-ups hmm. i'd probably go two sets there a 13 12 or a 14-11. I like to go bigger set in the beginning. Okay. And then the push jerks would just be unbroken. And then take the first three rounds at a moderate-ish effort. Last two, I can go a little bit faster, pick up the transitions way more, but. Are you going 14-11 for all five rounds? Yeah. Well, two sets. So if it changes to a 13-12, then that's Well, okay, yeah, but... yeah, but it's two sets no matter what. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. Matt, as coach, how do you feel? feel like Lexi is, Lexi's learned a lot over the years and that's that's how I would actually have her do it 100%. It would, what like she said, not you're not gonna, you'll lose some time on the rower, but not enough to like make it worth it hammering the rower. And she is a gymnastics queen. I'm actually thinking in my head, like maybe we do start with two sets, but those latter rounds, if the grips hold <laughs> <Go> on, <for laughs> it. the grips hold on, then she can hold on. And I think, I think you might be able to do a little bit more than you realize. All right, Lexi, what else are we missing? We alluded to this earlier. Le Lexi, uh, recall for us the very first interview you did um, before the, the CrossFit Games in 2018. Yeah, I was very not very happy to be being interviewed. It was like for a local newspaper, <laughs> but I was so nervous and it was just not it. <laughs> newspaper article and like, I think leading up to it, you were in tears because you were like, I, I do not want... The interview or the games? No, the interview. The interview. She probably would have been better. <laughs> like She probably was in better spot before the games than she was before this interview was. <laughs> the Greenfield reporter is very intimidating. Very. Yeah. Well, the, the fun part was we're, I remember us sitting we're sitting there at the table next to the gym um and the guys asking her questions which like the guys asking questions like he had no idea what CrossFit was. He, he Most people don't. No. And it, yeah, most people don't. And especially in a little town like that out there on the uh far east side of Indy, but um I remember him asking her questions and it'd be like 
so what does training look like on you for a day, uh, day-to-day basis? And Lexi goes, well, I show up, I work out and then I leave. <laughs> and then I was like, Lex, <laughs> we need more than that. Like, what are we doing? This is what I do. Can I leave now? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I answered your question. Is that it? <laughs> well, Lex, thank you for being our, uh, our guinea pig project uh, and, yeah, and stopping in the fun house. Me. Yeah. Thank Lex. Thank you for everything. Yeah. You're an amazing athlete, an amazing young lady. And I'm super excited to see what the next season holds in store for us. All right, Mouse, that is Lexi Neely. Uh, first episode in the books here. Uh, y- you have said many times Lexi Neely is going to win the CrossFit Games. So uh, oh, yeah. you, you've, you've laid the, the expectation down here at just 19 years old. I think any athlete that even tries to go to CrossFit, the CrossFit Games, we're not, they're, they're trying to win every single person, right? What, whether you're Tia or you're not. Like you're, you're going out there and you want to win. Like you don't get to that level. Um, I, to quote, oh gosh, I was at Sherwood that said it. You don't know how good you have to be to just be to bad suck at, at the, the CrossFit games. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, um, and so Lexi is one of those athletes that I, when I met her back when she was four, 13, 14 years old, um, just like in the first month, really the first week of meeting her, there's just some intangibles that you, you, you can just tell that these people have like the, the higher level athletes. I've been lucky and blessed enough to be able to spend a lot of time with um, athletes that have gotten, gone to the Olympics that have gotten Olympic medals before Um, I've I'm friends with a couple individual games, athletes that have performed at the highest level and just interacting with all of them. You realize that there's just something different about them. They have something that you just can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah. But you're just like, I don't know what it is, but I ain't got it. Yeah. Right? Pe- people or, always say it's like anybody can make it to the CrossFit games. You just have to work. And I was like, that is not true. <laughs> right. Right. What was it? Uh, I've, uh, I've heard Ben Bergeron say before, um, talking about like being professional race car drivers. Right. We've all driven cars for like by the time you're 60, you've driven a car probably more hours than most <laughs> but you ain't a professional, <laughs> right? So doing the work is one thing, but it's the, and, I, and there's something I've talked about with um, uh, gen pop people before. I'm like, yeah, the hour for elite level athletes, the hour to five hours that you're in the gym are one thing. There's still another 23 to 19 hours in your day that makes the difference from everybody. Um, Mouse, this was fun, man. Um... Looking forward to to what comes next and uh, looking forward to next week in the Funhouse. Oh, dude, the Funhouse is going to be the place to be every week. Like, this is this is going to be exciting, fun. There, like I said earlier, there's going to be a lot of people out there. There's going to be a lot of content that needs to be sh- that needs to be and should be shared, right? To hear the stories of the athletes that are not as well known. But the thing is, is like, not everybody's Michael Jordan. Not everybody is Steph Curry. Like you said, Lexi Neely, she'll win the games one day. I fully believe it.